Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Sophia Renee Morales, and today we are going to discuss reclaiming your power, unlocking your highest potential by aligning your power and your highest potential. And before I introduce our return guest, Tony Rebic, I'm going to invite you to get to know your own self and your own potentials a little bit better. Uh, grab your pen, grab your piece of paper, and uh, go out and take the superpower quiz. You can find that at superpowerquiz.us and it answers the question, what is your number one spiritual superpower, which is always part of your power and your highest potential. And so I love to give clients a peek into the mirror so that they can see their particular unique giftedness because so often we walk around comparing our ho-hum every day, everybody's like this insides <laughs> with somebody else's outsides and we tend to shortchange ourselves. And so this gives you an opportunity to take a look in that mirror and see that those things that you've considered so ho-hum and mundane and everyone must be this way and have a realization about how unique and specially gifted you are. So again, that's at superpowerquiz.us. And our guest today is a return guest, Tony Rebic, MA, is an alignment psychologist since 2005. She's the founder of True Self Psychology, a short-term alignment and consciousness awakening program aimed at guiding individuals to live a more centered life by reconditioning their healthy, unhealthy, unhealthy mind patterns, <laughs> healing lingering trauma, pain, and developing new healthy mind patterns that align with their core being. The true self psychology has grown over the years into a philosophy, a true self way of good living, and is now available online for those who seek wellness through reaching alignment. Her most renowned Stand in Your Power Masterclass has enabled a multitude of participants to master their emotions and find their alignment since 2009. As a leader in her field, Tony is regularly invited to be a guest speaker uh, on her alignment coaching psychology program. She was a weekly contributor of emotional wellness tips on Montreal's radio, the Beat 92.5, and a guest on CJD 800, currently in the final stages of putting together her leading edge and innovative true self-psychology coach training program for professionals who are seeking to broaden their coaching skills. So welcome, Tony. I'm so happy to have you back with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. I love talking with you. It's always oh, fun. Yes, me too. We have the best conversations. <laughs> and we were kind of chatting a little bit before the program. That today's issue, is, I think, is particularly timely for me <laughs> uh, because you were talking about some of the signs of being out of your alignment and how it kind of manifests in your life. And it it really landed with me because I had one of those weekends where it's like, 
I'm just not feeling right. The the head noise got really loud. And I think those were a few of, of the signs. What what were some of the other signs that perhaps you might not be as aligned as you thought you had been? Well, the, the true feeling um, of unalignment is any negative emotion. So whenever you feel depressed, anxious, nervous, apprehensive, insecure, and then physically not feeling well as is an extension of that. Whenever you have negativity in your life, that's a sign of unalignment just there. What's uh, important to understand is that those negative feelings and negative physical feelings as well, you know, they're not meant to hurt you. I think people have a very bad understanding, uh, incorrect understanding of what it means to have these negative emotions because yeah. they're really just guides. They're there to help you realign, refocus. Like that's the signal. When you're not yeah. good, that's the signal. You got to start paying attention to either what's going on in your mind, in your heart, in your emotions, or in your physical wellness. In your case, for example, are you resting enough? Mm -hmm. You know, are you eating well enough? Are you sleeping well enough? You know, are you taking care as well as your mind? Or are you, you know, like a chicken <laughs> running around? <laughs> like so many of us, you know, we have so much to do. And because of that, you know, we, we go from one thing to the world. other thing to the yeah. other thing. And we and we don't, don't we don't meal plan. We don't exercise the way we ought to. And I have to put my hand up and say, I have been guilty of that recently. Well, the guilt is showing in the physical <laughs> manifestation of, of, of what you've been going through, the fatigue. If anybody's fatigue out there, that's what that is. We're not okay. slowing down enough at the pace that we need, that we're comfortable in. Let me ask you something, because you, you reeled off a whole slew of negative conditions, if you will, emotional conditions, I want to call them. Um, how is that different from having a, a moment of, what should I say, righteous anger? Okay, somebody viol violated a boundary, for example. How, how do you kind of distinguish? Okay, that's actually a very good question. So, um, I tell my clients that there's really two emotional reactions. Okay. So first, if somebody does something that let you like you said, it violates and um you or you had an expectation that weren't meant, like sometimes we have what I call that's called for me a knee gut reaction or an emotional mm -hmm. reaction, right? Because it it broke something. Yeah. So it it is very normal as a reaction that you can get upset, nervous, uh, angry, but how long you stay there, that's the second reaction, which is, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people, they carry their anger or they're carrying their emotional states instead of learning how to let it go yeah. and manage their emotions. And the second, the first one, like I said, it's, it's really like a reaction that Maybe you were expecting uh, something didn't happen. Uh, you you were um, told something it didn't happen. So of course you can feel a letdown feeling or um, an uncomfortable you know emotional reaction. That's okay as long as it doesn't linger. Lingering yeah. is when you start to criticize yourself for it. Very often, for example, I'll give you an example. Okay, so you're uh, you're having this, you're dating this person and you expected them to call because they said they would and they don't. Yes. What do you typically feel? I'm concerned. I think is usually my first reaction. It's like 
They said they call, they've always called in the past. And so now the question mark is, are they okay? Or did something happen in the relationship I was oblivious to, right? Because sometimes we'll offend people without realizing. Okay, so yeah, so that that's so that's a, a concern is actually a healthy emotion because it, it's not normal. But let's say it's out of character for them not to follow through. But let's say if they didn't, it's a new person you're dating. Yeah. And the person uh, uh, said they'll call you back for a second date, let's say, and they never do. What's a typical reaction? Okay, so yeah, in that kind of situation, it's like, did I do something yes. wrong? <laughs> yes. Did I do something wrong on that first date? Because I felt like we had this connection. Exactly. And then they did not follow through. And so how much responsibility do I bear for this? Okay. So yeah. you, you have the right to feel disappointed. They didn't call. They said they would. You had this expectation, right? Yeah. So it's normal to feel there's a there's a variance, a discrepancy between my expectation and what reality showed me. So that variance is actually what creates your, your that contrast right. is actually what creates the dissonance you're feeling. You're feeling disappointed. You're feeling let down. Right. That's normal. But when you turn uh, someone else's behavior against you, if you're using that to criticize yourself, what did I yeah. do wrong? Or am I pretty enough? Was I? Was yeah, my mama else? told me that guys <laughs> wouldn't like scientifically minded women. Yes, that kind of thing. <laughs> that kind of thing. I, I did something to turn him off, right? So that self-blame is actually what's going to carry the emotion longer. Mm. It's not the same. You're not feeling the the emotion for the same reason the first knee jerk is related to the situation the second is related to yourself regarding the situation yeah it's your relationship with yourself that has diminished so in terms of reaching your potential or your highest power you can't be criticizing yourself upward if you're criticizing mm -hmm. yourself you're going downward energetically you're going downward you're disempowering yourself because of that criticism. Yeah, it's, it's not constructive feedback to yourself in that. <laughs> no, and imagine if that's your instinct, like, and it's true, yeah. most people, that's what they would have thought. Men and women, by the way, what did I do? They didn't like me, right? Yeah. So they, they take it personally, they make it about themselves. So if that's an initial instinctive kind of reaction, that means you have, you typically react that way in different scenarios, not this event just showed you how you think about yourself yes that means every time uh, you didn't get the job uh, you didn't get the contract uh, your friend didn't show up for your birthday you know uh i went to the store to buy something that didn't have any left on <laughs> so you if if that's your typical reaction so that's showing a, a pattern probably a pattern that's there on a habitual basis mm. and that's what you need to get rid of if you want to feel stronger within yourself, more powerful. Okay. So I know we kind of learn these things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and sometimes they're intentional lessons that are taught to us by what I want to say, well-meaning parents and, mm -hmm. and others in our childhood. Uh, and sometimes it's things we just accidentally, incidentally picked up when we were very young. Yeah. Um, so when we've identified that we've got one of these, I want to call it a power leak, uh, what do we do to kind of pull ourselves out of that powerless and shift that story? 
Mm-hmm. Well, there's many things you can do. There's different kinds of cognitive exercises, behavior exercises. But what I'd like your viewers to really um, understand is more a principle. Okay. Um, most people want things to feel good. You want it to go on a date. Why? To feel special, to feel attracted, to, to feel attractive, right? You're looking yeah, for that, that connectivity, the potential mm. of perhaps a life partner, right? Yeah. But you cannot, if you're always seeking outside for something that can only be found inside, which is alignment. Alignment mm. means that the way you're thinking and talking to yourself aligns with who you are. It's self-supportive. You are thinking in a way that is supporting you, that is encouraging you, that is, you know, that is um, uh, acknowledging you. And an example actually I had today with one of my clients uh, who uh, is going through something like that, like a breakup, and she's being self-critical. And I asked her, I said, well, would you tell would you tell yourself to your best friend if she was going through the same thing? And she was like, well, no, I wouldn't. I said, yeah. well, why not? Well, it's kind of mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and I I love that um, that question about would you say that to your best friend? Because when you were telling all of this, I thought to myself, it's about becoming your own best friend. It is. It, it you have no choice. Yeah. Because there's if you treat yourself poorly, you live with yourself twenty four seven. Yeah, so and you can't run away from yourself you, because you wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing. Um, most people will say, okay, I'm hurting because this person said this to me. This person said a criticism to me. That's not why you're hurting. You're hurting because then you played it in your head hundreds of times after. Right. And you owned it. And you owned it. You turned yeah. it into your own inner dialogue. So there is, so in terms of what um, the, the, the principle is, you got to care enough about yourself to treat yourself well. You got to see the value in treating yourself well. Now, a lot of people talk about, you know, self-love and they don't understand how crucially valuable it is. That's what you're looking for in everything you do and every people you interact with. You're looking for those feeling, feeling good about myself when I work, when I'm with my friends, when I'm going out, right? Well, the task is, can you do it without any outside influence? Mm. Okay. Interesting. Now, how do we differentiate that? Okay, somebody's come and said something hateful to us. And mm -hmm. it's, I think, in some ways, simpler if it's patently untrue. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Uh, but sometimes people will say things that we feel are hateful, mm -hmm. that do actually, that are intended and carry an opportunity for us to improve. Mm -hmm. how, how do we kind of balance that? How do we discern when it is something that perhaps we should work on? And if we should work on it, how do we approach that with ourselves instead of just beating the snot out of ourselves? <laughs> I like that expression. <laughs> uh, the answer is not to take it personally. Okay. So taking personally means I listen to what someone says and I turn what they say against myself. I'm the mm -hmm. one that's turning it against myself not taking something personally is to listen to something somebody says objectively. Okay. So taking personally sounds like I'm, you think I'm not good enough. You don't like the way I'm dressed. You don't like the way I'm look. You don't like, you know, you don't like the job I did. It's like you against me. 
Mm. That's taking personally. Not taking personally sounds like, okay, I hear what you're saying. What do you mean by that? Well, that's an interesting opinion. You keep it on them as opposed to turning what they're saying against you. And this way you can hear the message and then see if there's something in the message, you know, for you, like something you can use to improve yourself. Um, But uh, if as long as you don't turn it on yourself, as long as you don't, uh, you equals me it. Do you see what I'm saying? You have to leave it on the person. This is your opinion. This is your ideas as opposed to you're saying this to me. You're saying this to me. And it's it's eroding my value. Yeah. Well, it can only erode your value if you agree with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and this is why, by the way, self-care is so important because the more you care about yourself, the more if somebody does give you criticism, it'll bounce off you because you're in a higher plane. You're in, you're feeling good and this criticism is of a lower plane. So you, you won't even either notice it or care about it or it'll just bounce off you. Yeah, it'll it'll be easier to put it into that more objective space. Yeah. Yeah, because I know when I am exhausted and not feeling good and this kind of thing it doesn't take much <laughs> to kind of exactly. push me over that edge it's like in that lower plane exactly is that this the final straw on the camel's back and i just <sighs> crash into pieces yeah so if you're feeling good it'll bounce off you if you're not feeling good like you said you'll absorb it a lot mm. more chances are so what do you do if you're in that what I want to say, fragile on the edge state. Maybe your self-care has eroded. Some of your self-awareness has has gotten dispersed in the busyness of all of our lives because we do a lot of stuff, all of us. What, nope. What's kind of your first step to like step back and reset? Um, well, it if you can take, the first thing would be that if you can take what you're feeling as a cue and as opposed mm-hmm. to as a reason to criticize yourself more because that's what people tend to do they kick yeah. themselves when they're down as opposed to lifting themselves when they're down so to see it as a cue that if i'm not feeling well i need to pay attention to myself i need to give myself something that i need it could be rest it could be nourishment it could be uh, time off it can be connecting with friends and it could be journaling i do a lot of scripting which is uh, the idea of choosing how you want your thoughts to be. Um, you can do all any kind of you know exercise that really shifts the mindset. There's many out there. I created many as well, um, where you're 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 shifting perception to a higher grade so that it lifts you energetically. Mm. And um, um, and that's also important to understand that thoughts create feelings, not things. What yeah. you think about is not what creates your feelings. It's your thoughts about things. So if if my thoughts are negative, I feel bad. If my thoughts are feel-good thoughts, I'm going to be lifted. And I'm going to add here, the idea is not to think positive thoughts. The idea is to think thoughts that feel good to you or mm. thoughts that feel better to you. Right. Because you can think of a million dollars and the next feeling is, ah, oh, I'll never have a million dollars, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> right? But if you think of, you know, just relaxing, taking a walk out, ah, that would feel good. Yeah, I could take a deep breath, you know, outside amongst the birds and the trees. I love that. So we are up on our first break. 
And I would like to invite everyone out there who's joined us, grab your pen, grab your piece of paper, and spend the next couple of minutes thinking about the prior few days. How have you been doing? Have you snapped at someone? Are you feeling off? Are you feeling exhausted? Pay attention and uh, look for some of those signs that might be out there that perhaps you're your focus on your alignment has drifted and hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. In a Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to tellzofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales. I'm still here with the amazing and wonderful Tony Rebeck, the creator of true self psychology. And we're all about the true self here. Yes, so when we went to break, we made a list of places where we've been feeling tapped out, sapped, reactive, this kind of thing. Um, give us some examples of other ways we lose our power, because I think sometimes we start losing our power before we realize we're losing our power. Yes. So, um, you know, we tend to be unconscious beings. Like people wonder, why does that keep happening to me? How come I'm always stuck here? And, and truly, if, you know, think about it, like our minds control everything, everything. Yes. But how much time do really people put 
in controlling their minds and taking care of their emotions. Most people will spend more time every day brushing their teeth than they'll ever do, you know, taking care of their mindset. And yet mindset is everything, including brushing your teeth. It wasn't yeah, funny. exactly. Well, I mean, it takes you, <laughs> takes you what, 60 seconds to brush your teeth, even 60 seconds of exactly. sitting quietly and, and mapping out something positive for your day would and, be hugely and, productive. Realizing how important that is. Yeah. Realizing how important that is. So if uh, most people can take some time every day, I always suggest seven minutes because it's doable. More than that, people feel it may be intrusive on their time. Um, and seven minutes is doable. The idea is consistency. So every day, if you can consistently do something, whether it's meditation, whether it's scripting, whether it's listening to a podcast, something that can really feed the mindset so that you're focusing on how to uh, how to take care of your mind the same way you will not lose weight without doing the proper steps. Well, your mindset, your emotions will not improve unless you're not taking care of your mindset. Okay. So take us through the steps of doing something like scripting. I'm going to ask you about that one because we've had all kinds of things about meditation and yep. and affirmations and some of that kind of stuff but scripting's kind of new so give okay. us a new tool here tony <laughs> okay so i love scripting i've been scripting i have so many of my own journals uh i have uh, half a dozen for sure by now of scripting material and scripting is really, you know, in your mind, you're hearing the story constantly in your mind. And those stories tend to repeat. That's why we tend to repeat reality. Like if yeah. you're thinking you're not good enough, well, that story, if you've been saying it for a while, you'll be saying it tomorrow, next week, etc. So scripting is the idea of starting to choose how you want to think more and more. So you're thinking always in the present moment towards the future. That's what yes. that's one of the rules of scripting. So you're talking like you're already. So, for example, if somebody doesn't feel uh, good enough about themselves, you start scripting things like, you know, I feel good about myself. I like the way I did this job at work. I like the way that people responded to me. So the idea is to start writing the way you would like to hear it in your head. Mm. So you do it in present tense towards what you want. And this is important towards what you want. Most people, if you say, if they say, I don't want to feel anxious anymore, right? <laughs> and if I say, well, what, what do you want to feel instead? They're going to say, well, you know, I just, I just don't want to feel stressed or nervous. That's what I want. Yeah. But tell me what you don't want is not telling me what you want. So people yeah. tend to talk more about but, what But it is want. kind of a step forward, right? Because it's easier to identify what you don't want. But then once you've identified it, you can flip it on its head, right? There, that, there are antonym searches yeah. you can do on Google. It's like not anxious will come back with, <laughs> with a few yes. options. <laughs> yes, but most people don't realize that. They're going to continue talking way more about what they don't want, what they don't like, what they don't feel good about. And that means you're moving in the direction of everything you don't want because your mind doesn't pay attention to yes or no. It pays attention to where you're giving your focus. So yes. if your focus is on things you don't want, then you're aligned with what you don't want as opposed to what you do want. And on top of that, if somebody says, well, I don't want to feel anxious anymore. Well, like, what do you want to feel lonely? You know? Like, what is yeah, it? exactly. Not even telling <laughs> there, me. There are lots of options that are not it. very There's positive, right? <laughs> exactly. So you want to go in the direction 
of where you want to go. Spend more time thinking about what you want versus what you don't. And towards the present, towards uh, in the present, towards the future. And also, um, if ever, for example, let's say if you write down, I I feel good about myself, and it doesn't feel real. It like kind of feels yeah. fake when you say it, mm -hmm. right? Then I tell my clients to add a little buffer, something that implies you're on the journey there. Yes. So it would sound like more and more when I take care of myself, I feel better. Oh, you know? okay. I like that. I was going to ask you that. Is, yeah. is it possible to make it too big of a step? <laughs> so, because yeah. you're, you're, you are always on a journey. So the idea is not to say I'm there already, but I'm working towards there. I'm getting there more and more. The more I'm practice, I'm getting there. Yeah. So the more I practice, the better I feel about myself. I like noticing things about myself uh, uh, that I can enjoy. So the more you add like um, little buffers that imply you're on the journey or yeah. you add things like I would enjoy or I enjoy rather in present tense. So I enjoy, I like, it makes me feel good that all of a sudden that resistant feeling uh, goes away. Yeah, I, I particularly like every day in every way. I am this much more of whatever it is I'm, I'm headed for. Yeah, so that's yeah. implying you're on a journey. Um, and scripting is also the idea of repeating. So if you write something down and then you never go back to it, it's not something you're training your mind to believe. So this scripting is really writing um, out the way you would like to hear it in your head. Then you got to train yourself to condition that in. So yeah. it has to be a repeated process. Well, I love that. And then you can marry that with meditation, which I love yeah. because meditation talks directly to the subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if you can project those feelings, those states of being that you've just scripted out, mm -hmm. you'll get there that much faster. Absolutely. If you do some scripting first, let's say three minutes of scripting, and then you close your eyes and then, you know, people have a hard time sometimes with meditation and all you have to do is focus on a sound, a uh, fridge, for example, air conditioning, or I like the belly because I carry my belly everywhere. I don't carry the <laughs> air conditioning everywhere. Uh, and you just feel the rhythm of your belly up and down. So you just spend another minute or two, focus on the sound, and that calms everything down. And then you start saying what you scripted. Yeah. So, and then without that resistance, because you're you're always talking in the journey, like your brain starts to absorb that into the subconscious. I love that. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that's a real practical, tactical way to approach this. And I, I like it better in some ways than the straight up like affirmation or mantra in the mirror, because I find that I'm highly resistant to that. Whereas yep. if I can, if I can make it progressive, if I can make it a, a goal that feels like manageable and real to me and then put it through meditation, it comes in that much faster. You're making me think of something when you're saying you're feeling that resistance. If ever people, people when they feel a resistance, they tend to think, oh, because it doesn't work or it doesn't work for me. Or, I'm or that's it. not really true about. That's not yeah. true. And that's not what the resistance is telling you. It's telling you not this way. Yeah. That the way you're doing it is not working, but it does work, right? Same thing that if you're on a diet, but you're seeing that the weight is not coming off, it just means there's something that you're doing that's just not working. 
the way you're doing it. But there is always a way to lose some weight. It's always yeah, a way to lose exactly. Weight, Maybe right? you're making too many exceptions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the resistance is not an. It's a cue again, like those negative feelings. They're just a cue to tell you that you know vibrationally, it's you're, you're a little off, and you just have to find find what it what it is that makes it feel like it's right. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of the other things we can do when we notice that we're we're kind of losing that alignment? I I know it's it's common to realize it after you're quite a ways down the road, but sometimes as you've practiced this, you notice it earlier and earlier. Mm -hmm. What what are some of the early interventions we can do to keep us from getting to that point of your body's rebelling and you feel green all weekend? <laughs> Well, one of the things you can do is um, ask questions. So questions are very guiding. So if I ask you, for example, um, do you like vanilla or, or chocolate? Oh, but I love strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm okay. also one of these out-of-the-box kind of people, so I'm not like constrained by that vanilla or chocolate thing. But yeah, okay. most people, if you do that to my husband, he will tell you both. <laughs> okay. So... Let me, so who said, who's that, the, the voice inside of you that said strawberries, the conscious or subconscious mind? It's the subconscious mind. The, the subconscious mind is actually the mind that, ha, that is like a memory bank. That's yeah. the subconscious. When you have to actually think of something, wonder and reflect on it, that's actually the conscious mind. You're choosing something. So mm. questions have a way of making putting you into the conscious mind okay. choosing what you want so if you're asking yourself questions because most people don't ask themselves the right questions most people will oh, ask god yeah with me exactly you know, why does this always happen to me why does this always happen yeah. to me what did i do wrong why doesn't he not call me you know, yeah, exactly. Un unanswerables and they don't really move you forward. <laughs> no, they're actually regressing you. But if you say, if you ask questions that are more upward questions, like, um, what would I like to do right now? Who would I like to call? What would feel good to me right now? What can I do that I haven't done in a long time that feels good? Um, what do I like about myself? What can I appreciate about things I've done the last week? If you have questions like that, it, they feel uncomfortable at first because they, they almost feel like, you know, uh, fake uh, sometimes. Yeah, but, because it's not the like the normal head trash exactly. that you usually hear. <laughs> <laughs> but sit down, answer them, and you'll see that within a few minutes, you're gonna your energy is gonna be uplifted. You're gonna yeah. be more um, lifted because the answers is actually what you're looking for. The answers to the, to questions is what creates the feeling. Yeah. So if I answer question, negative questions, negative oriented questions. The feelings I'm going to get is negative because, you know, why didn't he call me? Oh, maybe I didn't look good that night. Maybe yeah. I wasn't sharp and it's true. I didn't wear, uh, you know, maybe did I shower? <laughs> well, and, and it's Making yourself feel worse. <laughs> exactly. Well, and I love that you gave us a nice long list of like upward pulling questions. Upward, I know yeah. one of my one of my favorite things is to go, okay, what opportunity does this open for me? How does this actually serve me that this person has not called me back? And maybe and, yeah. 
maybe there are opportunities there that you would have bypassed or not taken advantage of if you'd had your weekend blocked out in the coming weekend. And so I, I love those as questions as well. And, you know, um, one of the things also that I, I really uh, believe is important is to have a really good uh, principles of mind. Mm. What do I mean by that? For example, self-care is a principle of mind. The understanding that when you care about yourself, your life gets better. You know, my motto, the motto of my business, the better you feel, the better life gets. It's it's a truism. Yeah. And when you're talking about what you just said now, another truism is believe that things happen for you. Yes. You know, so when something didn't work out, it's working out. Because if you want love in your life and this person doesn't call you back, then it's like saying this person's not matching the vibe of love that you're looking for. And this is why this person's not in your life, not because something's wrong with you, but because they can't offer you what you're looking for. But if you don't know that, that's where you take things in, a, you can take things yeah. in a bad way, in a personal way. Yeah, I like to think of myself on, on two levels in some ways, because there's like this personality side of me that has this stuff that I would really like to have happen, you know, and I'm kind of invested in the idea that I know what's good for me, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I recognize that that's kind of a personality level inclination, uh, but that on the soul level, mm -hmm. there's a broader perspective and a higher wisdom that the personality doesn't have access to. And it helps me to like consciously say, okay, I know I really, as a personality wanted this, mm -hmm. uh, but I also, I have that mind, would you call it a mind something <laughs> that a says, a uh, 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 mind concept, I think is approximately what you said, that my higher self actually has a broader perspective on that and was probably involved in making sure <laughs> that this person didn't call me back. Or um, I'm, I'm dating for the wrong reasons. If I'm oh, oh, yes, and this happens. <laughs> yeah, if, if I'm on a date because I don't want to be alone, now my vibe is actually aloneness. And this yes. person not calling me back is matching the aloneness I feel. Mm, mm. And on that, uh, we, we are up on our second break. So what I would like you to do with your pen and your paper over this break is spend some time on looking at these areas where you've been feeling disappointed and disempowered and all that stuff and ask yourself, what has your motivation in these areas been? Is it not to be alone? Or is it truly to find love, for example? Spend some time getting really honest with yourself and hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know. 
How has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee Morales, and I am here with the amazing and wonderful Tony Rebeck, true self-psychology creator. And um, I know before, before the break, I invited you to get really honest with yourself about your motivations in certain areas where you've been having challenges. Uh, what do we do, Tony, if we come back and it's, it's kind of a mix, right? Because sometimes, yeah, you truly are looking for love, but there's still this like underlying concern about being alone. Mm -hmm. Well, <clears throat> people have a misunderstanding of why we feel alone. And, you know, you can be, I'm sure many of your viewers have been in a crowded room and felt extremely alone. Or you go to family gatherings and you feel unheard, not noticed, even though you're family. And then there's other times you're walking in the woods, you're alone uh, by the river, and you feel so connected, you know, yeah. with everything around you. And I remember once swimming uh, in a river and just having that one of the best moments in my life. I was alone, but I just felt this connection. It was so intense. And I just I remember thinking, I hope everybody gets to feel this once in their life. <laughs> so uh, aloneness doesn't come the feeling of aloneness doesn't come from being connected with others. It comes from being disconnected with yourself. Oh, oh, That's where it comes from. very deep and powerful realization, that one. Yeah. And so if you're looking outside for something that's inside, you will feel alone and you'll even create maybe even codependent relationships, uh, needs like you're going to need somebody to behave a certain way for you to feel good. But if you are connected with yourself, which means I am treating myself, like we mentioned at the beginning, 
I am my best friend. And what does that mean? That means I am self-supportive, self-encouraging, self-acknowledging, self-caring. All these nice traits that you use for other people like empathy, compassion, uh, understanding. Well, those traits are also for you. You know, you're supposed to treat yourself with the same traits that you uh, have towards others. So okay, I, I, hang on, I want you to repeat that. Yes. <laughs> this bears repeating. <laughs> bears repeating. Okay. okay. So, you know, uh, many people, they'll be kind to others, they'll be understanding towards that empathetic towards others, but they don't use these traits on themselves. And that's what creates the disconnection towards myself is criticism. I'm not enough. I should have done more. What's wrong with me? You know, and all the good stuff goes to everybody else. This is why they like us and come to us constantly for more. <laughs> okay, so it's working. And uh, will they stop liking us? If Will they stop liking us? Will they stop liking us if we start giving all of that to ourselves? <laughs> no. Oh, that's a good question. The answer is no. They will stop liking you if you start treating them the way you treat yourself. Oh, then okay. they'll stop liking you. Yeah. But if you treat yourself... The same way, and it's, it's interesting what you just said because there is this idea that it's a, that it's one or nothing. I, I either if I'm nice, if I'm nice to myself, aren't I denying others? Well, why mm. would you deny others? If you're nice to yourself, you're nice to others. You're nice to everybody, right? But this is idea that I'm supposed to be nice to others and hard on myself. Mm. Well, that's why they they like being around you, and you don't like being around yourself, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are are there other kind of what I want to say, mixed motivational things that you've run into that that we should bust the myth on? For example, being nice to yourself means you might be mean to others or mm -hmm. that sort of situation. Okay. I'll give you another one. Uh, giving. Okay. A lot of people don't know how to give. They give until they burnt out. Mm. They believe that they give and don't know how to receive. That is a myth that needs to be busted. Just because you get back or receive doesn't mean you're selfish, doesn't mean that uh, uh, something's wrong. Um, this idea of being so selfless that you forget who you are is what will cause you an early grave, it will cause you to have all those kind of illnesses. Yes, have, and, it, and it will cause you to wake up after the kids have left the nest and go... And there's nothing. Who, who the heck am I anyway? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah. think of it logically, the more I have, the more I have to give. The more yeah. you care about yourself, the more you come to other people's life with all that loving and caring, right? And there's also that sometimes because people don't care enough about themselves, then they need from others. So sometimes it's the opposite. They start to take from others because they don't know how to give to themselves. Oh, right? Ooh. yes. So I know we've talked a lot about you know being in the low place and using that to identify these power leaks and to start to you know kind of uh take care of the leak situation um what if you don't feel like you're leaking what if you feel like you're doing pretty good is there still room for improvement here or is this stuff going to help you yes um people should treat their mindset their emotions the same way they treat their physicality you know, like you, you know that if you want to stay fit as you age, you need to exercise, you need to walk, you need to eat healthy, you need to take your vitamins, vitamin D. Like we care more for our bodies than our emotions. Okay. And 
um, and still we're unhappy. <laughs> That's why we could we could look good and still be unhappy. Um, but emotions is something you have every day. You think as much as you breathe. You know, you don't notice yourself breathing every day, but you're breathing all the time, right? So you're always thinking, and that thoughts has an effect on your emotions. Your emotions has an effect on your actions. Your actions an effect on the quality of your life, the outcome. So if you care for yourself on a habitual, if you understand this as a universal principle, as a law, self-care is not something you do once in a while. That's why it doesn't work. Yeah. Self-care is something, it's a mindset that you have with you on a consistent basis. And so- well, the and, and let's define self-care here because, you know, you see a lot of like yes. Instagram moments of, <laughs> oh, I'm getting my mani-pedi or my massage <laughs> and I'm, I'm doing self-care. <laughs> I, I call that self-pampering. Self-care okay. <laughs> means I care about me. That's what it ah. means. I care about me the same way I care about my children, the same way I care about my parents, my best friend, my lover. I the, the, the way I go out of my way for everybody else, I care about them. Well, you know, do I go out of my way for me? Do I do things for me? And part of it can be self-care for sure. But you can really, you can go to massage, get yourself a mani-pedi and all that and really poorly treat yourself, you know, criticize yeah. yourself on your way there and back, right? So it, caring about yourself is the more you care about yourself, the more you do things that are healthy for you, whether it's from the mind, the, the spirit, the body, you're doing, you're making choices that are good for you. So then energy rises, your quality of life improves, right? And because it improves, you make better, you continue making better choices, better choices, better results, better results. Ah, I feel even better. And so this is an upward spiral. Yes. Yes. And I, I know from having worked with a lot of spiritual entrepreneurs, there's this, what do I want to say? I don't feel good about myself and my business because it's not making money, but I can't close anybody. And I, I have a feeling this would be a useful tool to kind of start breaking that pattern. Mm -hmm. Because when you feel good about yourself and confidence within yourself, it's easier to make a presentation that people go, oh, I'm excited about that. Let me give you money. Yes. And th those who, who you're referring to, is people who are not actually practicing what they're saying. That's the mm. that's the reason why it's not working out for them. You got to practice. By the way, again, this is universal law. The more you care about yourself, the better you feel. The more you don't care about yourself, the worse you feel. It's yeah. just it's a little bit of common sense that we don't tend to incorporate into our everyday understanding. But an, an, an example I give um, is let's say take food. So uh, fast food is negative thoughts. And healthy food is, you know, the salads, the fish, uh, you know, the healthy meals, the grains, okay? So if you're constantly eating fast food, you're going to feel bloated. You're going to feel loss of energy. You're going to feel ugly. You're going to feel like, you know, you, your, your heart is not... <laughs> Eating well, now, and right? you're going to put on that extra pounds and extra the pounds water and retention feel, and you don't feel yeah. good in your skin, etc. Okay. Yeah. So that's negativity. If you have a lot of negativity, you feel bloated, you don't feel good, you feel like you're you're overwhelmed. Um, but if you eat healthy, if in other words, i.e., I spend more time having healthier thoughts, well, then I'm going to feel more energized. I'm going to feel better in myself. I'm going to feel like I can, you know, can conquer the world. Now, if you're eating yes. healthy and you sporadically have fast food 
that's okay as long as the majority is healthy. Yeah, and you go back to that but afterwards. Mm -hmm. So we're not, yeah, if we're he, down to yeah. our last couple of of minutes here, and I know you brought some gifts with us oh. <laughs> with you that can help us with this. So yeah. describe your gift really quickly. Okay, so what I identified in my office over the years is that there was really 21 what I call self-opposing mind patterns. So different from negative thoughts, because a lot of people, when they talk about negative thinking, it's almost as if it's something separate from themselves or something that's happening to them. But self-opposing thoughts, mind patterns, is patterns of thought where you're really thinking against who you are. So, you know, the pers person doesn't call you back and you're saying, what's wrong with me? That's self-criticism. What did I do wrong? That's self-blame. You know, am I ever going to love again? You know, maybe nobody ever wants me. So that's worry thoughts. So all these self-opposing thoughts, if you identify what they are and you work with somebody, a professional that can help you clear them, you will naturally rise to better feeling thoughts because your brain has to think. So the more negativity you remove, the more naturally it starts to think thoughts that align with who you are. I love that. And check the liner notes below this show. There is a link for you to go out and get that checklist of the 21 yes. self-opposing thoughts, as well as the information on how best to get a hold of Tony Rebic, should you decide that it feels aligned to work with through self-psychology. Um, so five seconds, final words of wisdom here. Care enough about how you feel and you'll never need someone like me. I love that. That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who joined us here today. I love doing this show for you and having these conversations, providing you with these tools. I love to hear from you. I really sincerely would like to know what you've taken away from this show here today. If you have any thoughts on shows you'd like to see down the road, people you'd like to suggest that I talk to, um, whatever is on your heart, please send it to me at asksofia at transformationspace.co. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week right here.